challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you in this podcast about an essential aspect of manhood that I have never spoken about before in this podcast. So you can imagine, I'm pretty excited to talk about it. There is a principle of manhood which has been known through the centuries. I want to say quickly, it's not just a principle of manhood, but it is nevertheless an essential principle of manhood. Women, of course, can live it out too. And it is. Uh, it has set many a man on a trajectory towards impact and success and prosperity uh, in a way that is just stunning. I have loved studying through in the lives of great men of history how this principle, this truth, um, changed them and how it made them of impact and how it elevated their vision and how it caused them to change their generation. So I want to talk about that principle, and then I want to talk about a book that a friend of mine has written. His friend's name is Bob Westfall, and the book he has written is called The Courage Factor, subtitled Taking Bold Steps That Lead to Joy. I cannot recommend this book enough. I'll come back to it in a minute. The Courage Factor by Bob Westfall. You want to get it. You want to get it in bulk. You business leaders, you want everybody in your company to have this. So let me break out the principle first, and then I'll talk a little bit more about the book. The principle that every man needs to know and every man needs to live is this. And by the way, let me tell you before I announce it, you're going to need to trust me in this, that I don't have an agenda, (laughs) that I'm not just coming uh, with some kind of television motivation here. The principle is the generous man prospers. The generous man prospers. Now, I could have said it differently. I could have said the generous man has a a big impact. I could have said the generous man changes lives. I could have said the generous man leaves a legacy. But in the old sense of the word prosper, which didn't just mean money, it meant all of the aspects of life. It meant to do well in your soul. It meant to have an impact in society. Uh, A prosperous man was not just considered to be a man who had a lot of money. A prosperous man was a man uh, who lived a fulfilling life, who had an impact on his society, uh, who changed the lives of those around him. So the generous man prospers. And one of the things I want you to know, and one of the things I want you to live out, is that in all the lore of a man, in all of the tactics, habits, uh, processes, uh, lifestyle, elements of a lifestyle of a man, must also be generosity. Now, uh, I'm a Christian, and that that principle, that idea that a man ought to be generous, uh, that he ought to give, uh, that, that good will come back to him in return, that's on almost every page of Scripture. I don't want to cede that truth uh, just to television preachers, just to prosperity uh, preachers, etc., uh, because it's a truth. It's not just a truth of my religion, my Christianity. It's a truth of most major religions. Certainly, Judaism teaches that. Uh, my friends, I have a friend uh, and a mom in Saudi Arabia. Does that make you nervous? <laughs> I lectured at a Saudi university and I sat with a Saudi imam and I asked him about this principle because it had been on my mind because I had just read Bob's book. And uh, he, he said, absolutely, that principle, that idea that a generous man prospers part of our faith too. So many of the great faiths of the world teach it. Uh, I come to it, of course, through my own Christianity, but I'm aware of it in the lives of men who maybe even weren't all that religious. 
that to give you receive in return. Um, to to give means that you are prosperous in the full sense of what that means. So I want to talk to you about your life of generosity. Uh, Bob's book, The Courage Factor, is about his own discovery of some truths that are the truths I'm talking about, of course. Um, but also, he tells the stories in this book of what are now major organizations usually started because one person or one family decided to be generous, decided to take that courageous step to make a difference in a cause uh, or for a purpose or a dream or an organization that could change a given social need. And they, they got bold, they did it, and they prospered in the full old sense of what the word prosper means, not just in terms of money, although Lord knows they certainly prospered financially, um, but to prosper in the full sense of a fulfilling life and an impact on society and uh, and blessing on those around you and an example set for others to follow. All of that is built into this word prosper, and these people certainly prospered. So I want you to get this book because you're going to be inspired by these stories. People who just live in normal lives, sometimes American lives, sometimes other, other nationalities of lives, ethnicities of lives, um, nevertheless uh, decided to, to dare, decided to take a courageous step. Normally there's a faith element to this. They believed God was calling them to something. They believed they could make a difference. Their heart was stirred by hunger in India. Their st- heart was stirred by what happens in disasters. Their heart was stirred by medical needs of people, etc. And so they they took the first trembling steps towards giving and giving sacrificially, uh, stepping out to lead an organization, stepping out to do what they were made to do, and phenomenal things happened. Now, they didn't always happen in a, a linear upward trajectory. Uh, they didn't always happen immediately, but they did happen. And this book is about that. Uh, my friend Bob Westfall actually runs an organization, is head of an organization called Westfall Gold. And this organization coaches people and and holds events, events and in my opinion, he may not use these words, but he trains organizations um, to work with their major donors and to and to increase their vision and to be clear about their, their purpose and their vision. And his organization, Westfall Gold, you can look it up online, uh, has helped these organizations that are some of which are described in this book raise more than a billion dollars, a billion dollars. That's a massive amount of money for any one organization to have helped organizations raise. And uh, I, I just, I'm just so proud of what they have done. I want to say quickly that other than occasionally speaking at their events, I have no financial interest in their company. I don't benefit from this company. I don't benefit from this book. I always like to be clean with you whenever I speak of any business or a book or something to make sure that you know I have no financial interest. So other than occasionally speaking at one of their events, I have no financial connection at all. But I got to tell you, I would not head a large organization. I would not head a university or a large ministry or a large nonprofit of some sort uh, or a really large organization of any size doing good in the world without having Westfall Gold involved. It's pretty stunning. And the reason is that they help people understand uh, what resources they have, uh, clarify their vision, uh, realize the people that they have, the potential donors and givers that they have around them. They help them clarify their message. They help them uh, get it on video and get it told better than it's been told before. Uh, They help them create a culture of generosity around the organization. Uh, And then they execute events that are really high vision and a lot of fun and real excellence. 
And it makes it, it may, just makes a huge difference. I'm not going to try to steal the stories from the book, but you've got to hear some of these stories. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up on a podcast devoted to men is that I believe that part of the lore of noble manhood that we're talking about all the time is a life of generosity. And by the way, some of you have probably already started scratching your head that I'm talking about this now. We've got an economic downturn. Uh, we haven't fully emerged from coronavirus. Uh, we've got challenges going. And I would say this is exactly the kind of time when a lifestyle of generosity needs to begin to be perfected in a man's life. We should have been taught this by our ancestors. We should have been taught this by our fathers and our uncles and our older brothers. It should be part of the lore of manhood. Um, We should have been taught uh, how to lay aside part of our allowance from an early age and how to give and how to, uh, you know, all of the lore of generosity, the being secret about it, not doing it in public and not being proud in a a sinful or, or fleshly sense in an arrogant, self-centered sense about giving all of those things. It's part of the lore of manhood. And by the way, in addition to giving money and so on, is investing your gifts. Uh, Part of the lore of manhood, as you well know from this podcast, uh, is that you're helping the widow uh, with her yard and her house, that you're helping the single mom, that you're investing in those who have been traumatized by the tornado or whatever, uh, that we're not just talking money, we're also talking our other skills and abilities and, and resources. This is part of a life of nobility. And I I don't have any hesitation of saying, because you know that while I welcome all of you of different faiths uh, and no faith at all to this podcast, and I have a very diverse audience religiously, that I always speak in this podcast as a Christian. And in my faith, um, we believe in generosity. We believe in giving at least 10% of our income. Uh, We believe in giving much, much more. We believe we are, as to to take the phrase from uh, the Old Testament, from the book of Genesis, we are blessed in order to be a blessing. And that's what we believe. I think that we have great wealth in the Western world, but I'm not sure we keep a vision, keep the vision that we are blessed to be a blessing. Well, I want you to be blessed and I want you to be to realize that you're blessed to be a blessing. I mean, I don't have any, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not trying to, you know, make everybody wealthy. You don't want, want, to, want to take that counsel from me, but I absolutely want you to have all that you need. And if some of you are called to be super wealthy like Gates so that you can uh, invest in social causes and make a difference, um, that, that's, that would be absolutely consistent with a principle that I believe is part of the lore of manhood. So we, I want you to learn how to be radically generous with your money and your time and your talents and whatever is your treasure. You know, you may run a construction company and then you go, you see that a tornado is torn out houses. So you, you start putting in weekend time and you start, start putting in extra time to make a difference. Now, there are strategies for this, and there are smart business strategies. I'm not asking you just to, you know, ruin your company by being unwise in how you give. But this is a lot of what the Westfalls do. They help nonprofits. They help organizations making a difference in the world know how they can um, raise their vision, be clear, create a culture of generosity around them, and execute events to uh, actually bring that to bear on the lives of people who are eager to be partners. Now, you might say, well, gee, that doesn't really seem to fit uh, what you're, what, the way you're talking to men. No, it's exactly part of what I'm saying to men because I believe that part of the tools in your tool belt, part of the values in your heart and mind, uh, part of the way you ought to think of manhood is that men are made to be generous. Think of the men you admire in your family line. Almost every man I know can talk about his father or his grandfather or his uncle or his great uncle. Uh, or some some older neighbor they knew. And one of the things, inevitably, one of the things they most admire is generosity. 
is the way that person was generous and the way they gave, even if they only had little, they gave. And somehow it was, it was amazing that they ended up with much, much more. My favorite stories are about generosity. My favorite stories about, are about Dale Carnegie and uh, Andrew Carnegie, I'm sorry, Andrew Carnegie and about others um, who are who are prominent and who gave and they did they didn't give only after they were wealthy they gave early and I think that's one of the reasons they became wealthy and by the way I'm not that really concerned about how wealthy you become I'm mainly concerned that you live a prosperous life in the in the sense of the of the of the word in its old sense and the way in, in terms of what it used to mean I want you to have your needs met certainly I want you to have abundance. But I also want you to live a life of impact. I want you to live a life of favor. I want you to make a difference in your generation. I want you to uh, set a positive example in your community. Uh, I want you to leave a legacy. That's what prosperous means in the truest old sense. So the good man, the generous man prospers. It is a, and it, for those of you, by the way, who uh, read scripture as I do, uh, Old and New Testaments, um, it, it's actually a promise in Scripture. The generous man prospers. You'll see that on almost every page throughout Scripture. You're blessed to be a blessing. So what I want you to do is I want you to make sure, if you don't have one already, that you have a system in your life for giving. If you're a member of a church and you believe in tithing, you make sure you're given that 10% if that's how you think of it. Uh, I think 10%, by the way, is a minimum. I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying that Bev and I start with 10% uh, and then go on and give more beyond that. It's what, we're, it's what we feel like we're made to do. And so I want you to have a system for it, whether it's taking 10% out of your paycheck or you know, once it's cashed, of course, uh, or it's being radically generous in other ways with talents and tools and skills and abilities. I want you to have a, a, a system, a way of giving consistently. And by the way, we can, we can get real specific about that these days. We have apps that allow us to make donations direct to nonprofits. Uh, we can give automatically uh, direct from our accounts into to our churches, et cetera. Bev, do that, Bev and I do that because we travel so much uh, and we're often not actually sitting in church. Um, and so we do our basic tithing you know, online and automatically. Uh, and it happens automatically. I'm not bragging in any way. I'm just telling you what the process is. Um, and then other people do the same thing. So you want to make sure that you're systematic about it. You want to make sure that you're in agreement with your family, certainly your spouse, and make sure that you are, uh, that you're budgeting for it and that you are giving consistently. And I'll tell you what, uh, you'll start to see things change. If you'll give, if you'll give and, and you'll give in secret, uh, and you'll give generously, and I would suggest you pray over your giving. And by the way, pray about your giving. Uh, you'll start to see some things change. Um, it will make a difference. And that's one of the reasons I'm talking about it right now during an economic downturn. Um, a lot of people during the Great Depression became wealthy. You've heard the number. More than 10,000 people became wealthy, between, became millionaires uh, during the Great Depression. And a lot of that they later attributed to being generous during the Great Depression. They gave. They kept giving. And... How whatever mechanisms produced prosperity for them kicked into high gear and they became millionaires during the Great Depression, 10,000 of them. And uh, so I don't want you to have your eyes primarily on returns, although I certainly believe that you that the generous man prospers and returns come. Um, I want you to have your eye on the discipline, the manly discipline of giving, giving systematically, giving regularly and giving generously. And then you'll be prosperous in the old sense. Yes, having your needs met, but leaving a legacy, setting an example, leaving change in your uh, society and in your community, making a difference. So the generous man 
prospers. And I want you to get this book. I'd give it to everybody listening if I could. The Courage Factor by Bob Westfall. You may have heard of Dr. Henry Cloud, very eminent uh, psychologist and counselor in our society. He wrote the foreword. Um, you might see a word or two from, uh, from me in there because I believe in this book very much. Uh, I don't know if I endorsed it, actually endorsed it or not, but I'm certainly endorsing it now uh, because I believe in this book very, very much. So get The Courage Factor by Bob Westfall. And most importantly, begin to live out this principle. The generous man prospers. And remember that we've redefined what that word means. Not to move it away from material returns, but to, but to live for something broader. Do you have a system in your life for giving consistently? Are you using apps? Are you using uh, mechanisms of your bank accounts? Are you in agreement with your spouse? And can you begin to give? And if you've already given at a certain level, can you give more? I think you'll see some exciting things happen. And there's never been a more exciting time to challenge this principle than right now, because this is one of the arts of noble manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 